What would the Jewish world be without Lagba Omer? Lagba Omer is a Chag that takes place tonight and tomorrow, the 18th day of the month of Iyar and the 33rd day of the Omer. It is an incredible, incredible holiday. What does it celebrate? It celebrates something relatively quite recent in Jewish history. When I mean recent, I mean not three and a half thousand years ago, but about 18, 1900 years ago. And the fundamental event that happened on Lagba Omer is that a rabbi died. <laughs> that might sound a bit uh, morbid. Okay, a rabbi died. Lot, first of all, lots of rabbi di- rabbis have died. And second of all, why is that a cause for celebration? But this rabbi was unique, and before we explore what made him unique, let's explore the idea that he said, went before he passed away, that I want this day to be a day of celebration. And that is why the Jewish world accepted it. Okay, but imagine any other rabbi said, I want this day to turn into a celebration. What did that turned into such a chag of bonfires and outdoor events and parades and hundreds of thousands of Jews going up to the northern city of Miron to visit his grave on this day. What possibly could this individual have done to merit such a celebration? So this individual's name was Rabbi Shimon, the son of Yochai, or in short, Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon is one of the most quoted sages in the Mishnah. The Mishnah is the, f- the fundamental book of the Talmud. The Talmud is an explanation on the Mishnah. So just as a small side note, if you open the Talmud, you'll always see that the Talmud discussions always base themselves on the Mishnah. They're trying to understand what the Mishnah says. So the Mishnah, there are some major sages in there, including Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Meir, and Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon lived not too long after the destruction of the Second Temple, while the the land of Israel was still run politically by the Romans, and he was an incredible sage. But as I mentioned, there were other sages as well. That still doesn't explain it. But he was a unique sage that was able to merge two elements of Torah. The Talmudic, halachic elements of Torah, which is the analytical and the pragmatic and an entire different body of Torah and that is the mystical. Quite a few hundred years after his death, a book called the Zohar, it's not a book, it's actually a set of books, was shared with the world and tradition that was accepted by all the sages at the time is that this book was written by Rabbi Shimon and his students And the Zohar, ever since, has become the foundational text of Jewish mysticism. You pretty much cannot bump into any book of Jewish mysticism that will not be quoting the Zohar at a consistent basis. Because how we see the world, how we see God, how we see creation, how we see unity with with godliness, how we see the purpose of life is very much within the Zohar. There were many sages since the Zohar who helped explain the Zohar, who who gave maybe new methods of understanding. For example, the holy Arizal, who's buried not too far from the um, Rabbi Shimon. He's buried in Sfat. 
There's the Tanya, Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, and other great mystics. But it all traces itself back to the Zohar. And it was this incredible mix that Rabbi Shimon was such a sage, but not only a sage of the parts of Torah, which are called the revealed parts, the Halakha and the Talmud, but the hidden parts as well, the Kabbalah and mysticism, and that he brought such a vitality to Judaism that turned him into such a hero and that turned this day into a time of celebration. That's why, for example, we light bonfires. Bonfires symbolize the soul. Fire symbolizes the soul. And the soul of Torah, Nishmatada Oraita, the soul of Torah, is Jewish mysticism, is the Zohar. And you might sit there saying, but I'm not a Kabbalist, I'm not a mystic. But I would argue that whether you know it or not, so much of what you consider basic Judaism today is attributed to the Zohar. There's even many customs of halacha that are attributed to the Zohar. But simply the way we understand godliness today, the way we understand the sefirot, the way we understand um, God's manifestations in this world, the way we understand our purpose in this world, tikkun olam, and so much more traces itself to the works of Kabbalah, specifically the Zohar. Zohar actually means the radiance, the light that shines. And that's why Lagba Omer is such a time of light, as I mentioned, bonfires and music and celebration. Because we're not celebrating specifically his day of passing, we're celebrating his legacy. And the legacy of Rabbi Shimon is the incredible hybrid of body and soul of Judaism. A body without soul has no vitality. A soul without a body is just a spirit. In other words, being mystical without the pragmatic parts of Judaism is airy-fairy, but it's not pragmatic. On the other hand, just being pragmatic without the spirit is very much dead. We need both. And on this day of Lagba Omer, we remember why we need both, and we celebrate this incredible figure who managed to synergize and create a hybrid of these two energies. Happy Kabbalah learning.